Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I am here with Lily, who is an Air Force brat. So Lily, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Uh, Good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being here. So tell me what it was like for you growing up as an Air Force brat. To be completely honest, I didn't even realize it wasn't normal until I was like 10. Um, Just just with moving around a lot, it actually took me until I moved off base for the first time when I was talking to other kids and they were like, oh, I've never left the state. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And it was honestly just strange at first, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I loved it. Um, My dad's now retired. So that um, I'm kind of weirded out that my life as a military child is kind of coming to end. But in my mind, I'm still a military brat. So, yeah, I mean, my dad retired. I mean, obviously, you kind of know my dad's story a bit. So um, it was very different than what yours is. And but he retired when I was 12. And so, you know, you have this military child experience. And then at such a young age, you know, your dad retires and it's like, it's it's a weird transition because you don't know what to do with your life. And you're like, I'm so used to people coming and going and me coming and going. And it's just so weird now, like being stationary, being in one spot, having the same friends now for many years and things like that. I know. It's like when I was little, I just expected people to come and go. And it got to the point where even when I was um, became a teenager, um, when I messed up with my friends a little bit, I was just like, well, I'm just going to be moving like in a year anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, something that's so crazy is like you move every couple years and you get these new friends or you move somewhere and then your friends move. And it's like, OK, you really begin to know who the true friends are because the people who just come and go and come and go you know, are just, they're not the true friends. The true friends, like, stick around. They stay, you know, even 8,000 miles apart, you know, they still try and make an effort to keep in contact and keep in touch with you. Yeah, that was always the heartbreaking part for me because even after I moved from the first place, I felt like I could keep in contact with my friends. I don't talk to them anymore because they were never making an effort to reach out. And I was constantly trying to talk to them and, like, call them and all of them were like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't talk to you right now. Sorry. Bye. Yeah. And it kind of sucked for a while. And then I was like, eh, whatever. Life yeah, goes on. You move to a new place, you get new friends. And then, you know, once you kind of start to transition into that retired life, you get the same friends for, you know, a longer period of time. And then, you know, I know you're in high school, so one day you'll graduate and move off to college and you'll make your own new friends in college. And it's a circle of life, really, (laughs) you know, the come and go. And military kids, I think, just are 
so used to it that it doesn't affect us as much as it does civilian kids. Yeah, I know. I was actually talking to a kid at school one day and they're like, oh, yeah, my family might be moving to this place. I'm so scared. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, but it's a whole new adventure. And I was talking to him and suddenly I realized, oh, I'm not on base anymore. I can't be like, oh, my God, why are you upset? Yeah, because, you know, it's hard for there's a large population of military kids who hate moving. Like, you know, it is hard and it's it's a struggle for, you know, children to understand why you're moving. Um, But once you kind of get over the sadness of it, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a new adventure. This is something Mm -hmm. new that I'm going to get to experience. Yeah, I'm still starting to learn that other people haven't like don't like moving as much as I did. Um, my brother certainly did not like it. He didn't like uprooting every two years. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, yes, like it's new. Yeah, and sometimes it's like you get stuck in a place. I mean, I loved. I've lived in Cleveland. I've lived in San Antonio, and I've lived in Florida, and I've loved them all. But sometimes you could get to a place for a couple years and you're like oh my gosh this absolutely sucks I'm ready to go and sometimes you get a place where it's like oh my gosh like this is paradise I never want to leave I know um there were a couple places where I was over it like immediately and then there were some places where I could just stay there for years it was so cool but I've also talked to some other kids here and they're so excited to leave. They're like, once I graduate, I'm leaving this place, never going to come back. And I'm looking at them like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I do like traveling, but I do plan on having like a home base here where I'm living now. Yeah. Um, But some kids have never left the state. They've only gone like to the state right next to us. And they're just like, Oh, I can't wait to leave. Um, but I I don't think they know that some, sometimes they will get nostalgic and they sometimes will want to return to a home base. This is the first place I've been where I'm going to get to stay for a long time. And it's just weird. I have that both like, oh, I want to leave. I want to adventure. And then I'm like, but I also kind of want to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard, you know. I always hate being asked the question, where is home? Because, you know, even though I have way less options to choose from of home than a normal military kid will have, because sometimes, you know, in 18 years, you've lived in 18 different homes. Like, you know, I've only had three. But even still, where are you from? Where's home? That's the hardest question to ask because I'm like, okay, I was born and raised in Cleveland for nine years, and then my more formative years were spent in Texas, and then me, you know, throughout all my teenage years, I was in Florida. So, like, and, you know, young adult, that's where I go to college, things like that. So, it's like, where is home? You know, each place has has some sort of meaning. Yeah, it's... uh, it all comes together to make you who you are as a person. Like um, I moved to, back to California after a while and that kind of the place I went to kind of toughened me up a little bit. Um, yeah. There weren't as nice people as the place I had just previously been living. There were still amazing people there, but like um, 
I had been living in Japan before that in on base where kids are always respectful of one, one another. We never had bullies. Then moving there, um, I had kids picking on me a lot. And it kind of like get, made me stronger from it, even if I didn't like it at the time. Yeah. And there's so many different, you know, as you move around, like you even mentioned another country, like, you know, you, yeah. not many kids get to experience that to start off with. But, you know, moving around, you find these pros and cons of each place. You get to experience the different cultures, even within, you know, the United States border. There are so many. You go from like, you know, Florida and Texas and Ohio and the West and the Southwest and every single geographical place in this country, whether you go by city, county, state, or country, is so different, you know? And so it really is. the different cultures, even within America, is insane. And, you know, as military kids, that's one thing that we get to, we get to experience and we get to you know, sometimes it's harder than others in some places. Sometimes kids are nicer. Sometimes kids are meaner. And you never know until you get there and you start exploring it. Yeah, it's honestly incredible to learn about the different cultures. It's also interesting to learn about the different types of people that live in other areas. Like where I'm living now, um, a lot of people um, work in forests and stuff like that. They're always lugging wood and stuff like that. And then before this, I was living in New Mexico <laughs> where yeah. like, like you have to, you have to drive an hour to get to the forest. And um, I still went hunting there with my dad, but a lot of kids were like, Oh yeah, my family doesn't hunt. And here everyone's like, Oh, I hunt every weekend. Yeah. There's so many just different Different values, different morals, different beliefs, different activities, different everything in, you know, the desert to, you know, <laughs> the forest and the mountains, you know, you never know what you're going to get until you get there. I know. And different landscapes, too, are honestly pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take that just of culture, but like. Uh, when I was in New Mexico, there was this running joke w between my brother and my dad, where my dad would look out into the desert and be like, it looks so beautiful here. And my brother would say, what is here? Because <laughs> it's empty. Yeah. And it was still very pretty. My brother was just joking, but like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, you never, you know, Ohio is pretty, you know, there's hills and valleys and Texas, you had to drive an hour to hill country. And in Florida, it's flatland. Like I swear the F in Florida stands for flatland. So <laughs> yeah, my, my uncle's always calling my mom flatlander because um, she was born and raised in California. Yeah. And that's where my brother and I are from too. So, or at yeah. least that's where I say <laughs> <laughs> it's where you know, that's your choice because there are so many other places that you could choose from. I know. I was in my Spanish class, actually, and one of the things we were learning was how to say where we're from, and we had to go around telling other classmates, oh, soy de California, soy de Maine, or whatever, and um, uh, whenever I would say it to another person, they'd, like, start asking me all these questions, like, really? You're not from Maine? You're not from here? I know. And, you yeah. know, because you're not on a military base, you can't just say, you know, you can't be, you know, on one side of the country and then say you're from the other side of the country without getting asked questions. I know. 
Um, there were some places where, um, even off base, there were higher populations of military kids, um, mostly because it was like a smaller area. Like when I lived in Hawaii, there was like five other military kids in my classes and we would constantly talk about it. Like, oh, I'm from so-and-so I'm from here. Da, da, da. Yeah. Because yeah. you find those kids and you on, you just start like a connection right away even if you you know you don't you didn't know them prior like you find out you're a military kid and you're like oh my gosh like you're it's family yeah I also tend to bond with um adults sometimes that I discover were military brats like I actually have a teacher who was ex-military and I immediately was like I'm a military brat (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know, okay, so me and my friend, like, we always say it's a badge of honor. Like, you know, it's something that you're proud of. You know, you're proud of yeah. your parents' service, whether that's your mom or your dad. You know, in our cases, it's our dads. But, you know, um, mom <laughs> served too. So you are you wear it as a badge of honor. You're like, I grew up a military child. And even though, you know, I may have spent a lot of time complaining about it and, you know, the life did suck a lot. I am a military child and it, 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 I'm proud of it. Like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, it makes me feel sometimes like really empowered to know that I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot of things that other kids haven't. And I'm forever grateful that I got to experience those things. Uh, some people probably just think, oh, but the movie must suck. But I'm just grateful that I got to see so many things that some kids may never get to. And I kind of feel like everyone should get to at least see some of the things that you and I have seen in other places. Yeah, because honestly, I think growing up a military child makes us so much more mature at our ages. And, um, you know, we get life experiences that shape us and that you know, are going to allow us to carry the future because, I mean, let's be real, we are, you know, our generation are these generations to come, like that that's the future. And, you know, a lot of these kids who don't grow up with the same values and morals that we have, it's like the future can seem kind of scary. So it, it's a good thing that you know, we have in our back pockets that we can say, hey, we grew up military. Like, this is how we're running it. This is not how we go, you know. And a lot of other kids, you know, should have the opportunity, like you just said. Yeah. A lot of the kids here have, like, never left the state. And sometimes I feel a little bad because I'll be talking about, oh, I've been here. I'll be, I've been here. I'll, I've been here. And they, they'll get like, oh, you're so lucky. And then I forget, like, oh, they've never gotten to see these kinds of things. And I really wish that they could. Um, yeah. Not just like to leave the state, but maybe gain some of the same um, strength that we may have, or just to see some of the beautiful things outside of the state. Um, but it's still awesome here. Yeah. <laughs> Every well, place. I mean, you have to grow to love it, you know, and if you don't, you're going to be miserable no matter yeah. how long you're there. Yeah. Um, I do feel bad for those kinds of people who do grow miserable with where they are. Like I've learned to become happy with where I am. I still want to travel one day and see the world. And like, I want to go see a bunch of different countries like Europe, um, South America and whatever. Yeah. But um, some kids are just so hateful where they're from. And sometimes that makes me a little upset that they don't see the beauty 
because I just moved here and I find it amazing and it's so pretty here and it's like I want to experience everything about this culture even if I'm technically from here by my by my father and his side of the family yeah like it's you know I I hated Florida I will I will tell you that right now I hated Florida I loved it for about a year and then years two three and four I was it was tough. And it was also tough because it was just that transition. Nobody understood me. Everybody is like, oh my gosh, you're military. And then, you know, you see my dad who's who's been injured by war and it's like, oh my gosh, like we want to do everything for you. And I'm like, okay, back up. I'm a military <laughs> kid. I'm independent on my own. I'm like, you know, and so it's hard, you know, transitioning to these places and you know, you feel so, so depressed just kind of by the area that you're in. And it's like, I have to love it. And so after, you know, those three years went by and I was like, I hate it here. It's the worst place ever. You know, you find things that you love about it. And even if it's not many, if it's just like a restaurant or something, you know, stupid like that, you're like, I still do love, you know, certain parts of it. And we... I may not love it all and I may not want to stay here, but, you know, I do, you know, love parts of it. I love being, you know, so close to Disney and everything like that. Um, But you find places, you know, in Cleveland and San Antonio, I miss living the big city life. You know, I miss I went up to Cleveland for three weeks and I was like, oh, my gosh, like the culture just of Cleveland is insane. Like you have you know, Italians, you have um, Puerto Ricans, like everyone is there. It's just so much diversity in the culture. And you don't get that, you know, here in Florida where we are. So you can, it sucks when you hate where you live, but, you know, you find ways to love it no matter what, because you have to. Yeah, I've just learned to find those little things and hold on to them. Uh I've pretty much loved all the places I've stayed for just little things. I don't think I've ever really hated one. Yeah. Um, maybe in the moments I did, but I've come to love all of the, diff- the different places I've been in. Um, I learned a different thing from each area, which I find incredible just to gain those values and pick them up along the way. Yeah, because if you don't, like you're going to miss out on so much and miss out on so much around you and miss out on like discovering who you are. Because honestly, I have little parts of Cleveland in me. I have little parts of Texas in me. I have little parts of Florida in me. Like, you know, people ask me, they're like, where's your accent from? Because sometimes I sound like a northerner. Sometimes I sound like a southerner. The southern accent between Texas and Florida is so different. So sometimes I sound like a Florida southern. <laughs> like, you know, you just pick up and even just, you know, in accents, in personality and character and everything, you just become like this huge mishmash of everywhere you've been. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really think I have an accent. I can't really tell just because a lot of the people I've met have, have like a similar accent to me. Yeah. But I have noticed that when I try to speak other languages, like um, I picked up a little Japanese and a little um, Spanish. Uh, I'm easily able to adapt my accent to sound like that. 
Whereas other kids in my Spanish class um, sound like hola, como estas, and they don't adapt, <laughs> don't adapt their voice at all. And yeah. um, which is fine. I can still understand them and it's completely fine. I just <laughs> tend to I sound a little more like um, it kind of helps the fluidity of it almost a little bit. Yeah. And then living in Japan, you know, obviously you're surrounded by hearing Japanese. And then, you know, even in places like California, like you have you hear the Spanish language kind of just all the time. And so you're able to kind of pick up on their accent and then apply it when you're using that language. And it's kind of cool. It's really cool to, you know, adapt and say, hey, you know, even though I'm not from here, I didn't grow up on your native language. Like, you know, my native language is English. I can still speak your language pretty well, you know? Yeah. I'm not amazing in any of my languages they speak, but I am trying to become fluent in Spanish at the moment because that'll help me with some job opportunities in the future. But I do want to go back and learn more about Japanese just because I already have a basic understanding of it. Um, And I've had people ask me about it all the time and it kind of sucks to be like, oh, I don't know that much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's just interesting, I guess, learning about different languages. Um, it's always been interesting to me. But. Yeah. And it's fun learning about different cultures. And, you know, a lot of kids, even though I never got to live overseas and, you know, hopefully one day I do, um, you know, whether, wherever life takes me. Um, but a lot of kids get to live in Germany and Italy and England and, ja- and Japan. And, you know, even I have friends that have lived in Korea and so you get all of these places and it's like, oh, my gosh, you're even though you weren't born there, even though it may not be in your blood, like you can say you have a part of that culture of, you know, Germany or Japan in you and you learn their morals, you learn their values and, you know, even their cooking, like seriously, um, yeah. but you learn all of that and you become so accustomed to different different cultures and you know I don't know I think it makes you more of a well-rounded individual yeah I definitely would say that um some people I've met uh just have no background knowledge in any other cultures they don't know anything about other places except that they're different and I I wish that everyone could just experience another culture for once I do want to like experience other places outside of America. The only time I've left the country was J- Japan and I didn't even realize I was really out of outside of America for a long time <laughs> because I lived on Yeah. <laughs> I was also really young so I didn't understand that it was any different. Um but I also kind of wish I went there when I was a bit older so I could take in the culture a little better. Yeah. Um I moved there when I was 3 or 4 and then I left when I was 8. So um, I was really young and I never liked seafood. I never really cared for learning cultures when I was little. Um, But now I wish even I still don't like seafood, but I wish I could (laughs) go back and get to try like authentic sushi and like learn more about their culture and more about the things people do around there instead of like in America. The incredible thing is that you can go back, you know, 
vacations exist. Like, you know, you may never move back to Japan. You may never move to some of these other countries, but you can go back, you can visit. And, you know, now knowing what you know now, you can be so much more appreciative of, you know, wherever you go and be like, hey, I want to immerse myself into this culture and immerse myself into what's going on here. And you just, you're so much more appreciative. You have open eyes to learning everything about it. Yeah. Um, I do plan on actually visiting. Um, I want to visit Japan one day, but maybe once I learn a bit more Japanese so I can um, understand what people are saying a little better, Yeah, just so then um, I don't get lost or anything. Like that. <laughs> Ask people for help. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I know some of my friends really want to go to Japan and they, um, I think some of them are actually planning on going on a vacation there with their families. Eventually they were talking about something like that the other day, but we're also planning on maybe road tripping down to Florida one day as a friend group and just hitting Disney and all that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I like to talk to them about my experiences a lot too. And I tell them all about these places. And sometimes I forget that some of them have been outside of the state just because, um, or even vice versa. I forget that they haven't left the state and I'll talk about um, things that sometimes they don't understand just because they haven't left. And that's okay. We always have really cool conversations about it. And they even teach me more about where I'm living now. And I get to learn more about what's going on here. I still haven't memorized half the cities that are here. And <laughs> they'll start talking about, in class, the teacher was talking about this one city that in a book that we're reading that's about Maine. And I was like, I have no idea where that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's kind of, you know, I wish everyone could experience the life as a military kid. You know, even the days that I hated it and the days that were hard and my dad not being here and deployments and him getting hurt, you know, and, you know, but the good days, I wish everyone could have some sort of experience similar to that. But it's also the beauty of the people who have, uh, you know, lived in the same state, lived in the same, you know, little city all of their lives. And, you know, because they know all the little details about it, you know, Google yeah. will only tell you so much, you know, you have to also actually talk to the people who have lived there and be like, where are the good restaurants? Where, you know, are the good places to just sit and read a book? Where are the p- good places to study? Where, you know, you have to actually, there there has to be a balance. Yeah, there there definitely does. Like before moving here, I thought I knew enough about Maine. The mm-hmm. culture here is way more different when talking to actual people than talking, like looking up Google or whatever. Like yeah. we here there's like little restaurants and gas stations not like full-on restaurants but um like little they'll make sub subs for you or they'll make sandwiches or pizza and it's like um I never really experienced that anywhere else but here and when talking to my dad for the first time about it he was like oh yeah they, we've always done that and my mom was a little concerned at first but um we had it and we love just picking up a um sub when we go stop for gas it's yeah. just a little thing we we d- get to do now yeah um, you, you think maine and you think trees and 
mountains and lakes and that's and lobster it. lobster <laughs> yes main lobster um but you think about those things and you're like all right well that's main you know pretty much it check it off the list but yeah. again any military life any move you make anything um you get there and you're like oh my gosh this is so much more than just the stereotypical like you know thoughts of wherever you are yeah like I see I see deer sometimes on my way home uh, with my mom and I never got to see like anything besides a squirrel whenever I was with <laughs> someone else. Like I, um, one day I was actually driving with my driving instructor and I had to s- slow down my car because I saw a deer about to sprint across the road in front of us. Yeah. And it's just different, like not even just with the nature but with the people and how they act and the different types of jobs here there's a lot of mills here in Maine and a lot of yeah. people tend to work at those mills or lumberjacking companies and in New Mexico um everyone was like oh I'm a realtor or I sell cars for a living and it's just different I guess <laughs> yeah for sure you never know until you get there and you start exploring and start figuring it out for yourself yeah and yeah. I love that about being a military kid, honestly. Yeah. just Because you have to love- find the joy in it. Yeah. Um, again, my brother and I are really different when it comes to military. He, he was so excited when we finally stopped moving. He doesn't plan on leaving Maine anytime soon. <laughs> and I'm over here like, I'm going on a senior trip. I'm going to vacation every chance I get. Yes. (laughs) And um, my friends are all for it, too. Um, Again, we want to go down to Florida someday. But uh, I just, I don't want to lose that part of me that still wants to travel and see things and adventure. So I don't want to leave Maine for good. I don't think I am. But Mm -hmm. I do want to see the world. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to, you know, finally be excited to plant roots and be like, all right, this is where I'm at. You know, the it's thing not is, a bad thing. No. And I love it because, you know, I'm graduating college and I have no clue what I'm going to do next in my life. And I'm like, I could go anywhere. Like, you know, the world is at my fingertips. And I think the military life for sure teaches, you know, kids and the military spouses and families in general that, like, you don't have to plant roots somewhere. You can plant roots somewhere and then dig them right up and go plant them somewhere else. Yeah, you could be like one of those plants that, like, I'll plant my roots here, but I'm going to climb the wall and get over here. Yes, you can go anywhere. And I love that analogy, actually, because you can go all over the place. You can move all over the place, but you're still connected to each place you go. Yeah, Um, I still I have family uh, a lot of places. I have friends everywhere. Um, We actually when we went down to Florida, we got to meet with some friends that we haven't seen in years and it was so fun. I loved seeing them. And um, I got to reconnect with two boys that I spent with um, time with in Japan and we got to hang out and it was really fun. And um, they're still a part of us. Like they feel like family almost. And I, um, 
it's the same with places. It's the same with people. Um, it's just interesting to feel like I'm an amalgamation amalgamation of all these different places. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's a beautiful life in general. And, you know, while there's days that suck, while there's hard days, you know, you have to cherish each moment of it because life is literally going to go by in the blink of an eye and you don't realize it until it's gone. Yeah, I I try to cherish every moment now, especially after COVID hit. Um, I got a little down because I couldn't see people. I just moved to New Mexico, didn't get to make any friends for the first few months. And I was really, really honestly just sad for a while. And once I started being able to go out again, I discovered that I need to start cherishing every moment I have with people before I lose them or... I can't um, hang out with them anymore or they're just gone because up until that moment, I hadn't realized how important it really is to just th- um, think about the moments with pe- the people you have. But, yeah. 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 You can't let a moment go to waste. Like, absolutely. <laughs> like you have to to live in the moment and, you know, even you get caught up in things and you forget to do that and, you know, so be it, it moves on, but you're going to look back and be like, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. I, you know, I wish I talked to this person more. I wish I did this, you know, and you can't go back. I know. I have some friends that I feel like I kind of screwed up a little bit with before I moved or I haven't gotten to speak to in years. And I just, I feel bad for not being able to stay connected to them and life moves on. And there's some things I wish I could have done or said to people that I never will get to. So um, it's just, it's kind of sad sometimes, but it's kind of beautiful in another way. Like no matter what happens, you can still look back and you can still think about all the things you didn't do, but that's not going to change it. You're, you just have to keep going on with life. Yeah, literally everything happens for a reason, no matter how how horrible it is, how great it is, it happens for a reason. And, you know, if if it's meant to be, you'll find another way for it to happen, like another way will come up, another door will open. Um, but in the moment, you have to be like, all right, well, was it meant to be like, you know, or it was great while it lasted <laughs> or... You know, whatever attitude you have towards it and, you know, you have to keep moving on. Yeah, um, I try to take those moments and just apply them to my relationships now. So then I don't mess up in the same way. Like, uh, even I'm I've been in Maine for almost two years now. And last year, a bunch of stuff happened with some of my friends and I stopped hanging out with them just because um, some stuff happened. And now I'm with a new group of friends and I'm applying the knowledge I learned from that to them. And if someone starts um, trying to change that or whatever, I stop, I shut them down immediately. So then it doesn't get as bad as it did last time. So, like. You don't, you don't know the true meaning and true value of a relationship until, you know, it's gone. And that's, that's the hard part. And that's, you know, it's going to be the same for everything and whether you like it or not, but, you know, 
it, it's hard. And the military life definitely, you know, moves you around, shuffles you, crumbles you up, throws you into a new place. And, you know, who knows what happens? You have to figure out for yourself on how how that's going to impact you and how you're going to react to it. Yeah, although it does teach you how to handle that kind of behavior a little better than maybe some people yes. who aren't used to losing people. Like, um, I'm used to just, like, uprooting and leaving people. So if something happens where I can't see someone anymore, I'm a lot easier able to adapt and just overcome it than my friends who may also have been friends with this person. But now they're struggling to uh, to be without them. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely, it's a weird thing and it's, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, the last thing I always like to ask people, cause I think it can just be so beneficial and helpful to other kids, um, you know, past and present military kids and future. Um, but what is one piece of advice you would give to another military kid? Mm -hmm. Even if you don't like a place or don't like a situation, find something to learn from it. Overcome it. Don't just let it hold you down like it is. I've been in some pretty bad situations or pretty bad places where I've had to live for a long time. And now I use that to my advantage to help make me a better person. So then I understand people better and I learn from those mistakes. Absolutely. You have to take every moment of your life and view it as a lesson and take what you learn from it and move on and keep going. Yeah. To me, the worst failure is to make a mistake over and over and over again. That's I'm pretty sure that was um, Einstein's version of insanity, just to keep repeating. <laughs> and yeah. um, well, I don't think that's true for everything, but if you keep mis making the same mistake over and over again, that you're not learning from it and that's um, not amazing and you might never overcome it if you just don't try to learn from it. Yeah. Well, Lily, you are wise among your years and, you know, contributed towards the military life or not, you are going to be so successful and no matter which way you choose. Thank you. I believe you are very wise too. Like, <laughs> I, I feel so enlightened right now in your presence. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here and sharing your experience as a military child and what it was like for you. Thanks for having me. It was really nice to hear from another military brat to learn about your experiences. <laughs> I know. It's always so, it's so nice to talk to other people. Yeah, it really is. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.